This is the, the, youth, the, down youth, south south the youth Down South Podcast, a show for youth leaders and young adults. Hey, listeners. I am so excited to tell you about our upcoming Territorial Youth Institute for 2022. It's going to be held at Camp Walter Johnson from July 25th through August 1st. This year, the theme is Rise Up! Unashamed, unafraid, unstoppable. The registration goes live at the end of April. Make sure you keep your eyes peeled on our social media. Hope to see you there. Hey there, listeners. This is Jesse Fagerstrom. And Caleb Loudon. And you are listening to the Youth Down South podcast. And we are excited today because we have somebody, well, actually two people who are very special on this podcast. Very special. Very special to us, to the territory, um, to future officers. Yeah. So, yeah, Jesse, who who do we have on today? So today we have uh, Captain Jervon Hinton. She is the 730 lady. 730 lady. <laughs> She's a 730 lady. She's the one that, you know, when you get that call... You pick up the phone from from God. She's the one that will direct <laughs> you to the next step in your officer journey. And uh, so it's, it was really exciting to talk to her, actually, because I think she had a lot of really important things to say about uh, entering officership and what it means to receive the call and how people can respond uh, to the Lord in that way. And then the second gal we have today is Hannah Trailer, and she is out and about gallivanting uh, in the Central <laughs> Territory. <laughs> Not exactly gallivanting. I mean, she's she's actually doing some pretty hard hitting work out there. But <laughs> Frolicking. But no, she is actually part of our Salvationist Service Corps program. And I get texts from her every day of all the amazing things that she is doing out there with the Central Territory. Um, And she is just going to give us a little bit of a primer on what she's up to. And hopefully we'll hear from her again at the end of the summer. But um, yeah, she is is out leading the charge out there. It's so exciting. I'm so happy for Hannah. So glad that she joined the Salvationist Service Corps this summer and, and, you know, it's been, I actually hadn't really, I didn't really know her very well until uh, this summer. And so getting to know her better has been really great. And I'm just excited too for when she comes back and we get to talk to her about all the things that the Lord did uh, with her and through her um, yeah. during her time in the Central. And Captain Dervon, I mean, she's just so dynamic and wonderful. And, she really is. Um, someone that is just one of the hardest working people at yeah. THQ, honestly. Uh, and so, yeah, great episode. I'm excited to hear this. And, uh, you know, without further ado, here they are. Let's enjoy. You keep calling me. How do I, how do I stop this? What do I do? Can I like unplug it? Okay, I'm just gonna unplug it. <laughs> okay. Hello. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Go fun. We ready to rock? Well, hello, listeners. Today, I am here with Captain Jervon Hinton. How you doing, Captain? I am doing great. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us on the Youth Down South podcast. We're really excited to learn more about who you are and what you do. Yes. Can you uh, can you give me a little snapshot of, of what that looks like? 
Well, I am, uh, as you introduced me, Captain Javon Hinton, the Territory Candidate Secretary. And in this particular uh, role that I'm in now, I work with people who feel called to be Salvation Army officers. Uh, but not only that, I work with all kinds of people, uh, just fulfilling the ministry and calling that God has placed on my life and just telling others about Jesus Christ, uh, because it's all about him. Mm, I love that. And so maybe you can start by just telling us a little bit about your journey to becoming an officer. How did that happen for you? Well, my journey to becoming an officer was a long journey because mm. uh, as many, once people hear the call, sometimes we run from the call um, and we feel that we're not qualified. We're not equipped. Uh, we can't do that. I can't speak in front of people. So all of the doubt and the fear uh, kind of sunk in first. And I began to run from that calling that God placed on my life uh, because it was a calling that I did. It was too much. Um but after running and learning and uh, the calling not going away, realizing that this is what God has called me to. And it's not about me, but it's about the people that he want me to serve through this ministry. So after running for five years, I finally surrendered uh, to God and to the calling that he had placed on my life and entered the uh, Evangelist Booth College. Wow. And what was your experience like at the EBC, at the, at the college? At the college, well, I was a single parent, so I had a son. Uh, he was about nine, eight or nine years old at the time. Wow. So uh, my my experience was different, but it was a great experience. Um, I enjoyed my time at the Evangelist Booth College. It was a hump that I had to get over. The first couple months was a little tough because I had never been away from my family and friends. So it was a new journey, but I found a new family once I got to the Evangelist Booth College. Um, my session mates were wonderful and uh, it was it was a great experience. So uh, everybody had their own experience. So um, one experience don't compare to another, but you have to find your place and know that it's not about you again, but it's about what God is calling you to and the people that you're going to minister to. So just soaking all that in and learning all that you can learn so that you can use those uh, experiences once you get out on the field. Wow. Incredible. And how many years now have you been a Salvation Army officer? 11 years I've been a Salvation Army. And so you've been probably through many appointments at this point. How, how many appointments have you journeyed through? Well, I'm only on my third appointment. Okay. Uh, I don't think I, I normally typically stay in my appointments longer, I, I think. Yes. But my first appointment was in Tupelo, Mississippi, and I stayed there for three years where I was assistant corps officer. And then uh, I went to Washington, D.C. Um, I was there for five years. I was assistant division of youth secretary and I also uh, took on the role of candidate secretary. And after that appointment, I was appointed to territory headquarters as the territory candidate secretary. Incredible. And what has your son thought about all of this? I mean, I know that every officer's kid is different, um, but kind of how has your son responded to your ministry? Well, he the moving, it, it can be challenging, but where wherever we have moved, he has found his place there. He has found friends and he he was also involved in sports. So that's where he built a lot of his relationships through sports and school activities uh, and participating in uh, activities at the core. Well, so for some of the young adults listening to this, I wonder if you can just um, give them an idea of the kinds of things that a Salvation Army officer maybe 
does, or, you know, if, if maybe they're not fully aware of what it all includes, I mean, what does it look like to become a Salvation Army officer? What is the day-to-day sort of feel of it? Does that make sense? Yes. Well, the day to day is different and and it's different in each appointment. My first appointment, I did a lot of youth ministry. I did a lot of work in the community, working with the women's auxiliary. Um, But I did a lot of ministry with youth and young adults. And uh, I have a heart and passion for young people and young adults. So uh, that's what keep me looking young a lot. (laughs) Uh, And that the young adults, they keep me up abreast of what's going on in the what's going on in the world today. So they can, they kind of tell me things that are going on. So I like hanging with young adults, but uh, in my second appointment, I I still was in a lot of youth ministry, working at summer camp, building a lot of relationships with the staff. So that was, um, and ministering to the core, a lot of travel. So even in this role, it's a lot of travel, but I enjoy getting to go to all the camps during the summer. I get, enjoy meeting um, young adults and young people. And just working with people who uh, God has called into the Salvation Army ministry, but nothing more but letting people know that God has a plan and a purpose for your life, whether it's Salvation Army ministry or whether God is calling you to some other type of ministry or to be something else. But one thing I like to instill in young people and young adults is that God does have a plan and a purpose for your life. Mm, That's so important. How do you become an officer? What are the first steps that you take? What are some of the skills that you need to uh, develop in yourself? I mean, what's the first step for somebody that doesn't even know how to get started? What would they need to do? Well, uh, the first step would be to be connected to a core. But if not, uh, to go, if you are connected to a core, then you talk to your core officer about officership or ask those questions. Ask your core officer about how did they sense the call. Um, I have people that contact me that are not affiliated with a Salvation Army, so I try to connect them to a local core or uh, find time and ways to meet with them or to tell them more about um, the work and the ministry of the Salvation Army, who we are and what we do. Uh, those are a lot of questions that people have because still. In today's world, people still think we just ring bells and or we just um, social service or we, you know, have the donation centers or we just drop off. The people just drop off clothes. But it's more to the Salvation Army than the ministry is more than just ringing of the bells or the thrift stores. But we have a ministry uh, to, to not only feed people uh, physical food, but to give them spiritual food, food that will last. Mm. Oh, that's so great. And okay. So I'm connected to my core. I'm asking the questions. And then I think that, you know, when, you know, is there an application process? They have to submit materials, um, anything like that? Yes, there is a long application process. Uh, We have two types of acceptances. One is the preliminary, preliminary process. And the next step is the formal process. So once you are approved, you start the paperwork process, which it involves psychological evaluations, academic assessments. So there are several parts to the process of becoming a a candidate, accepted candidate. And once you're accepted preliminarily, then you move to the formal process, which entails more paperwork. Um, All the paperwork. (laughs) Yes. That's great. process, we also have um, mentorship where you can mentorship, discipleship programs because candidates need to be mentored and they need to be discipled. 
Okay. So I'm imagining that we have some young adults listening saying, man, you know, that sounds cool and all, but I feel like I'm just not there yet in my walk, or I'm just, I don't, I don't feel like I'm called to that yet. Um, how do you recommend that, you know, what do you recommend that young adults do in the interim? Like you talked about getting connected to a core, and I guess maybe I could even speak into that with some of the young adult initiatives and things that we have going on. Um, but anything that you would say to that young adult who's still kind of grappling with it all? Yes, uh, because all young adults may not be called to salvage, be salvation on my officers, but God is calling you to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's helping at the core, uh, assisting with youth programs, uh, being a second person to ride for safe from harm, riding on the van to pick up kids and young adults, or helping with the women's ministry, men's ministry, serving in a shelter, uh, feed, mm-hmm. serving meals. It's a lot of things that young adults can do to be involved with what's going on in their core and their community. I love that. And yeah, I would just encourage any young adult out there who is looking to get plugged in. Uh, you can reach out to me on our website, uh, www.youthdownsouth.org. Um, also, we'd love to see you at our next territorial young adult retreat, which is going to be happening in um in January of 2023. Uh, and so I think you're right. I think there are so many different ways that our young adults can get plugged in, even if they either are not called to be officers or if they're still sort of grappling with what that call looks like. So yeah. I think that's excellent. Um, anything else that you'd like to share about anything that you have coming up or anything that anybody should check out? Yes, I have 730 weekend coming up in September. Uh, September 9th, 10th, and 11th, that will be at the Evangeline Booth College. For anybody who has an interest in becoming a Salvation Army officer, you you don't you don't have to, your calling does not have to be solidified now. You could be just, you have questions, you want to know what it's all about, the process. I invite anybody who feel uh, that, like they have an interest in officership to just come to the weekend, ask those tough questions, see what cadet life is all about, uh, hear testimonies from officers of how uh, the transformation that God has made in their life. Um, so mm-hmm. it's it's open for, for anybody to come that feel has an interest in officership. Um, cool. And help me out, Captain. Um, what does 730 stand for? Why is it called 730? Well, 730 uh, is two years. That's how long the cadets spend at the training college preparing for officership. So um, 730 days, two years years. of training, two years of training. Cool. Okay. Um, Well, I'm really excited because you're going to be joining me at Bible Conference this year. What do you got? uh, What have you been assigned to this year at Bible Conference? This year at Bible Conference, I have been assigned to assist you with young adult discussion. Nice. And to uh, do the night programs for 13 to 17 year olds. Yeah, which will be great. I think that uh, it will be so fun for you to uh, be able to spend some time with the younger teens as they make their way up into the ranks. <laughs> um, and and it will be really fun to have you by my side for those discussions. Um, I really value your perspective as an officer. Yeah, I have a heart for young adults and and youth and older people too. But just, just everybody. <laughs> and just, yeah, just but the the young people and young adults because at that eighteen to thirty five age, you're making a lot of life decisions that is and, true. Uh, the world have so much to entice them and yeah. say you know what come to this way and and then to try to live out that christian life in the midst of what's going on where the world is saying this is acceptable 
Yeah. Uh, you know, you can compromise on this, you know, and then you look at somebody else's life and it seemed like, oh, you know, they're doing all the things of the world and they seem to be so happy. And here I am sacrificing yes. and I'm living a holy life. And I just seem to, my life seemed to be so dull and boring, boring. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the Christian life doesn't have to be a dull and boring life because we can find so much joy and fulfillment in ministry and doing what, you know, God is leading us to do, calling us to do and equipping us to do. So. Come on, girl, say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so. so awesome. For any young adult who's planning on coming to Bible Conference, we're actually going to be meeting during the morning coffee breaks, um, a few of the days of Bible conference to be able to actually parse through um, some of the things that we're learning in the main sessions and to talk about what God is doing in in us throughout the week. So that's not to be missed. And for young adults as well, we're also going to have a a s'mores night out at the fire pit. Um, Of course, we'll have our TYS reception over at the TYS's house, which is always lots of fun. Um, And there will just be a bunch of other really cool ways for young adults to get plugged in over that that week. So if you're a young adult, um, go ahead and register for Bible Conference. We'd love to see you there. Captain, thanks so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed learning more about this. And uh, and I would imagine that if anybody wants more information, they'd go to their core officer. But certainly, I would imagine they could also reach out to you. What is uh, how, how can they do that? They can reach out to me at 730days.org. Uh, they can submit an interest form on their website or also uh, Facebook, Candidate South. They can send a message directly to me. Awesome. Well, Captain, thanks so much again. Thank you. Jesse Fagerstrom, and I am here with Hannah Trailer, a very special young lady who this summer is going to be serving on our summer service mission team. So how you doing there, Hannah? Hey, I'm good, Jesse. How about you? Great. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today to talk a little bit more about what you're going to be doing for Summer Service Corps. Yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah, could you start by telling me a little bit more about who are telling our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so my name's Hannah. Um, I'm 21. I'm currently from the NSC division. Um, I just recently finished my job at our core, our Hickory Core Boys and Girls Club. Um, shout out to my kids. <laughs> <laughs> shout out. Yeah, um, and then this summer I'm doing uh, SSC. I'll be joining the Central Territories Summer Missions team. That is great. And so from what you've gathered, what are some of the places that you're going to be going or things that you're going to be doing? Yeah, so they have us, they have my team on a pretty busy schedule. Um, So for the very first two weeks after our orientation, we will be going to St. Louis, Missouri. And while we are there, we will be working on with the homeless people, with the homeless there. um, And we'll also be receiving some additional training. And then 
After those two weeks, we will be heading down to Garden City, Kansas. And while we are there, um, we will be working with the different um, immigration populations that they have there. So they have families from Ethiopia, the Middle East, and Vietnam, from my understanding. Wow. Um, so it's a very multicultural uh, community, and I'm very excited to see what we'll get to do there. And then for the very last two weeks, we will be going to South Dakota. Um, forgive me, I cannot remember the exact location, um, but I know we'll be, we will be in South Dakota. We will be working with um, the indigenous populations there, um, and we will also be doing some environmental justice while we are there as well. Oh, it's so cool. Now, what made you want to apply to SSC in the first place? Why are you interested in summer missions? Yeah, so, um, well, for one, I love serving people. I love uh, helping others. And so I think SSC is an amazing way to do that. And then my parents were missionaries when I was younger. And so getting to be a part of what they got to do made me realize that that's something I want to do when I was older. And learning about SSC has made made me more excited and um, gave me the opportunity to do exactly what I've been wanting to do. Yeah, that's that's very exciting. And can you just tell us a little bit more, give us more of a peek into your background um, and your missions experience in the past? Absolutely. So when I was around seven years old, my parents were, my parents who were core officers, they were assigned to move to Turks and Caicos, which is a it's a tiny group of islands in the Caribbean. Um, we were stationed there to establish the Salvation Army. So when we got there, there was absolutely no army there. We knew uh, nobody. We were all by ourselves. And we lived there for four years. And while we were there, we were able to um, establish a Salvation Army, made a corps. We, got, we were able to assemble a congregation of amazing people mm -hmm. and just show the love of Jesus to anybody and everybody who would listen. Wow. That must have been such an amazing experience for you. It really was. Yeah, that's amazing. And then, of course, following Summer Service Corps, you have some more exciting adventures coming your way. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So um, in the fall, beginning of September, I will be moving to Hawaii on the island of Oahu. Um, I will be living at the Salvation Army camp there, Camp Homolani. This is, a, it's called Revolution Hawaii. It's a year-long missions, uh, missions time group uh, thing, excuse me. Experience, sure. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, and I will be living there. Uh, we will be doing a lot of different things. It's a very in intense year, but it's going to be really amazing and rewarding. We will be working with the homeless, their at-risk youth. Um, visiting the different cores that Hawaii has and just doing whatever it is, whatever we can to help others and show, show the love of Jesus. Wow, incredible. Wow, so Hannah, you know, I can imagine that there are people listening to all of this and some of them might be thinking, wow, you know, I wish I could get plugged in to this kind of work or wow, I would love to be able to serve in this sort of capacity. Obviously, of course, one option is that they apply for SSC for Summer Service Corps, but are there any other thoughts that you might have for somebody who might be saying that right now as, as they're hearing you speak? Absolutely. Um, I know like I've been at some cores where uh, our core cadets, we would take a weekend or a one week trip to another core mm. and just be an assistant. So we would do the Sunday program for them help out in the core, do some work. 
Um, and also just, it doesn't even have to be a week long thing. It could easily be a day missions trip, you know, time does not define a missions trip. Um, it could be in your own backyard. It could be at your own core, have a missions day where you go out into the neighborhoods, um, paint some, paint some walls, you know, hang out with the kids, do a little VBS day. Yes. Don't be afraid to step out. That's right. That's right. And I feel like that's why you have so much amazing adventure coming your way because you're putting yourself out there and you're, uh, you know, fi- finding all the things that the God, that God has lined up for you. So I, I am so excited for you. And I know there's so many people out there who are equally as excited. Um, are there any th- things that we can particularly pray for you about when it comes to this summer and this next year of adventure? Are there, is there anything that we can pray on your behalf for? Absolutely. Um, for one, pray for our transportation. We will, my team will be driving to all of these different states. Right. Uh, and then just pray for our time there. You know, I've been praying just to allow us to be the body and hands, the hands and feet of Christ. And so just pray that that's what we're going to be able to do. Um, yeah. you know, pray for our safety because, you know, I don't know. We, I know where we're going, but we don't know where we're going, if that makes sense. And so I just pray that we'll, we have a, just pray for our safety as well. Yeah. On our uh, social media, as well, if you're listening to this, uh, we are going to have some prayer posts for Hannah. So if you want to add a comment or like the post or just pray it, pray wherever you are for Hannah and for everything that she's going to be up to, please do that. And we just know that God has such cool stuff lined up for you. So Hannah, thank you so much for for joining us today on the podcast and we will be praying you through and we can't wait for an update on the other end of your trip. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Hannah. Bye-bye. That's it for this episode of the Youth Down South podcast. For more info about the show, check out youthdownsouth.org.